coming up on Just Elders Podcast. Go follow me on Fanbase right now. Everybody go follow me on Fanbase. It is a new social media platform. It is a combination of Instagram, Clubhouse, all in one. But what's the big difference? You get paid. I have a conversation that can bring you all the way down to earth. Can we do that? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Let's start at the top. President Biden is here. Question. In 100 days, what should we have expected from Biden? Rally is kind of like a fundraiser. The folks who are in the know are the folks who are going to be there. Right. Okay, right. they don't tell you where it's By the way, I, I, I knew. I just want to let people know. <laughs> Eldridge is <laughs> in the know. I just want to let y'all know. Like, <laughs> I knew. We'll be at the next one. We'll be at the next there one. You there you go. There you go. So he had, you know, he had uh, the two senators, right, which, again, black people helped elect. Right. If not for black Georgia voters, we would not have control. Democrat Democrats would not have control of the Senate. What is black people going to get? Because what do you feel about the Our Black Party group? Diddy's Our Black Party, huh? Oh, Diddy. Yeah. Enlighten me. So. I don't need it then. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Herd immunity. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Fauci said. (laughs) All right, come on. I mean, the public never understands their power. Mm. And that's the key. Those people decide for all them. Y'all hear my niece in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pod and we we're, we do. we're child friendly around here. You'll hear more kids to come. <laughs> family oriented. <laughs> we're family oriented at this block. That's why I haven't been cussing so much today. <laughs> Trying to find well, out. I, I thought know. it was fake. I ain't gonna lie. A lady came out to my door and I was just like, I got beat it, old lady. See, we are, hey, me, me and Saba holding out. Probably. Hold the line <laughs> to the moon. This election, that's why I can't work for nobody, because I'm going to talk about you. And if I don't talk about you, it's because you paid me. <laughs> Damn. Do we need a black party, or do we need to educate black people on party politics? All I'm saying is. Do we need a black party in Atlanta? Ooh. Man, let me, let me call him again. <laughs> let, me call, let me call him again, man. Well, hold on. Before I even go into that, I'm beefing with our black party. Why? Because. Ready? Born ready. It's Wednesday. It's your favorite podcaster's podcast. Dang. That new Moray plan. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Today we vibing today, man. Turn this up. Shout out to all the big boys. Hey, turn me up in my mic a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's perfect right there. I want to hear myself like the people hear me because I like the way I sound when I do this. What's up, family? It's your boy Elders. You're tuning to the Just Elders podcast, the greatest podcast to ever hit the airwaves. I'm super excited. I'm about to record the greatest episode I have ever recorded. I say that every time and I mean it every single time. I want to thank each and every last person that tuned in to last week's episode. I'm on the team for black people. 
Shout out Attorney Mowley Davis. Shout out to Cree. Super dope episode. We had a lot of fun with it. Got a lot of raving reviews. Specifically on Fanbase. <clears throat> go follow me on Fanbase right now. Everybody go follow me on Fanbase. It is a new social media platform. It is a combination of Instagram, Clubhouse, all in one. But what's the big difference? You get paid. We are monetizing our content. <clears throat> and y'all know content creators know. People make you YouTube. You can't monetize until you get 10,000 hours or 1,000 subscribers. Instagram, you can't monetize until we notice you. Uh, Clubhouse. You know what I'm saying? Nobody lets you monetize right now. They let you monetize? They let you monetize. Damn. I made $150 this week. $150. So uh, check me out. Follow me on there. We do, uh, like, we're doing these listening parties where people just sitting back listening to the Just Elder podcast, vibing. So um, I do my new day is every Sunday. Every Sunday, I'm going to do a listening party, play a different episode. We played, uh, we played two. We did uh, I'm on the team for black people. And then we also did, uh, that's right, I like my girl BBW. She said I'm obsessed with thick women, and I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's right, I like my girls BBW. Had BBW uh, pre- Appreciation Day on fan base. And... And look, guess what? No pun intended. We broke the app. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> room, room was too heavy. <laughs> room was too heavy. Literally, they shut down the room like two or three times because we had too many people on there. So people vibing with it. A whole bunch of new subscribers. Shout out to all our new subscribers. Uh, shout out to all our new uh, members in the community. We're excited. But let's jump into this episode. Keep you ready. Get it. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on a podcast, I am super excited to have this young lady with me. I met her in 2000, what, what was that election year? 2016, when Atlanta had 19 people running for mayor. <laughs> and your value in the political world was on what candidate you got behind. And were they a, leg- were they a legitimate candidate? Yeah, that was the value. So, uh, so I remember going to. It was so many fucking. There was a forum every other day. <laughs> yeah, and I kept seeing this young lady in the back. So find out she you saying his name on here. You want to say his name? Yeah, you cool, you cool. All right, cool. So she was rolling with Peter Amon. <laughs> Shout out P- Peter Amon, former COO of Atlanta. Uh, Peter was like people kind of vibing with him. He was a. He was down. Yeah, he was, he was down. People kind of listened to his message. Of course, y'all know I'm rolling with Senator Fort. Y'all know how that goes. Sen- Senator Fort and all the Bernie bros. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, we like Fort. We like Fort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we fought with him. And the infamous LeBron King. Oh, man. You know, he's like, he moved to another state and he's like a musician now. He's like changed, yeah. His whole life. Different. We're going to talk about LeBron too on the podcast. But long story short, met this young lady in the back and we just got to talk, man. And we just all the time on the phone talking strategy, talking politics. So this like, when it comes to my age, like it's my favorite person to talk to politic wise. Uh, she's known in Atlanta as a fierce hired sword. If she's on your team, you're going to make some noise. Uh, so we're super excited to get her takes on what's happening. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time to the Just Elder podcast, please make a well, 
warm welcome to Saba Long. How you doing, Saba? Can before we get started, can we uh kind of flex a little bit, man? Like, just I mean, you got a you got a pretty nice career. Yeah, I've been blessed. It's been a bit random. Um, I mean, I thought, you know, at eighteen, you don't know what the heck you're gonna do, right? So I thought I was gonna go into uh, the music industry and do A and R for for real. Dang. I know. So like. Way You're way then. off. Yeah, way, I'm way off. Well, <laughs> we, after this, we had a song. We're going to play you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but actually, what I do now is not totally that different. If you think about candidates and developing candidates, it's kind of similar to developing artists. This is true. I love, right. po- I love political people. They they tie it all. They always tie it. Yeah. I like that. Talk about the genesis, man. Like, like, like. What made you make that transition to politics? So then at the same time, I was in college and I was working on a documentary about urban renewal in Atlanta. We were just a little ahead of the ahead of the curve, ahead of our time. Mm. Um, and we were like, this was down when Edgewood Avenue was not Edgewood Avenue. Not Edgewood Avenue <laughs> we know today. Like it was still a pretty sketch. Right, like you could never, you just never knew what was going to. When Edgewood looked like the other side of Freedom Parkway. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. So. At that time, we were interviewing all the mayoral candidates, right? So Kwanzaa, Kasim, Caesar, Mary Norwood, all of those folks, right? Mm-hmm. And at that time, Caesar was actually still planning to run for mayor. He had not made that switch over to council switch president. To council president, okay. Yeah, and um, a, fr- a, a guy that I knew uh, who went to Howard with Kasim told me, hey, Kasim's going to be the next mayor of Atlanta. And I was like, oh, cool, I'm actually interviewing him for this documentary. Um, and I ended up working with Caesar, which I think was like a point of friction with me and Kasim to this day, <laughs> but it's yes. all good. Yes. And so, uh, from there, I just, I just, the bug got me and it was, you've just been hard in the game. Shake it. Yeah. <sighs> Even when I've kind of stepped away, I've still had a little bit of a toe or, you know, a half a toe still in the political world. So today, the conversation I want to have, I brought her on because, I feel like there's a population of voters who are voting, but they're not necessarily engaged all the way on the voter level. You know, our generation, millennial, definitely Y or Z, whichever, whatever one you call them, they don't really know what's happening. So I want us to have a conversation that can bring you all the way down sure. to earth. Can yeah. we do that? Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's start at the top. President Biden is here. We voted for him. We went hard for him. He would not be elected if not for black people. Okay. And if not for Jim Clyburn. Okay. So now what? Should people be, because I haven't heard nothing from Biden. You know what I'm saying? He was just here. I mean, he did the hundred, the hundred thing. So I'm I'm just telling you what, you know, I'm, t- I'm speaking, to, I'm not speaking as elders. I'm speaking from the streets. I got you. What the streets are saying. Yeah. Biden, like they were everywhere. It now, was commercial. Were, were the streets at that rally? No. Huh? Were the streets we'll at? Exactly. Last Bi- week? Bi- yeah, Biden had a rally last week. In T- tell us about it. Enlighten the people. Yeah, yeah. So he basically has kind of done a, a thank you tour, right, in Georgia. He's been to Georgia, I think, twice in his presidency. So twice in 100 days, which is a lot. Yeah. If you think about, you know, all the other places he could be as president. Right. So he had, you know, he had uh, the two senators, right, which, again, black people helped elect. Right. If not for black Georgia voters, we would not have control. Democrat Democrats would not have control of the Senate. So he had Warnock there. He had Ossoff there. You know, all the 
all the representatives. And it was just basically a thank you, Georgia. We could not have made it to 100 days without you, you know, and just an appreciation and kind of setting the ground for the next election, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got mayoral election in 21. Right. You've got gubernatorial election in 22. Two. And you have the Senate, Senate in, 22. in 22. Cool. So should we be happy with his performance right now? Yeah, he, so I think, he, like he came and said, thank you. Like, we got something from it or... Or were we supposed to get like in a hundred years? In a hundred streets weren't at the rally, so like, were we supposed to be at the rally? Like, give us, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, here's the thing you know, the rally is kind of like a fundraiser. The folks who are in the know are the folks who are gonna be there, right? Because they don't tell you where it's by the way. I I, I knew, I just want to let people know. (laughs) Eldridge is (laughs) in the know, I just want to let y'all know. Like, (laughs) I knew we'll be at the next one, we'll be at the next (laughs) one. There you go, there you go. Enlighten the people next time, just invite them all to the rally with you question in a hundred days what should we have expected from biden from your standpoint what you feel like what should bet what should we have expected or what did you expect and what did we get i think to biden's benefit the bar was so low because of trump Mm. right so it he didn't have to accomplish a lot necessarily because ultimately people just wanted stability yeah they just wanted to see something different right And so, I mean, if you look at what he accomplished, he got two things that he said, two things that he focused on, which was shots in arms, right? So he said he wanted 100 million shots. I think right now they're at almost 300 million shots. I tripled his goal, right? And then the other thing. I don't need it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Herd immunity. (laughs) Thank you. Fauci said. (laughs) All right, come on. He's a part of the 15%, man. 15%. All right. And then the other thing that he said was that um, they were going to pass a stimulus bill, Mm -hmm. right? And so that was like almost $2 trillion, $1.8 trillion, something like that. You got your checks? Yeah, you know. Okay, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) What else? I mean, those were two key things. So now I think what he's trying to figure out is the next big thing, right? So he's talked about two big spending packages that Republicans are, you know, up in arms about because Biden is spending at a rate that, I mean, we thought Obama spent a lot when he did the $800 million or $800 billion package in right. 0809. We're already at, we're already at $2 trillion. Right. Is that the the one that Obama did, though? He didn't give checks to people. Though. No, so, no, so, that was. So Biden gave checks to people. Right. And, exactly. Okay. And and Trump did, too. He did in the last month or so. Yeah, that Trump check, that Trump stimmy. And, you know, Trump, his signature was on it. So, you know, that one came from Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and he held it up. Hey, hey I need right. to get that on there. Right. You're not getting this check <laughs> until my name is on it. Hey. Branding. Oh, let me see that. Let me see that before you before you turn that in. I'm me... a I'm a brand guy, <laughs> so I, I can't I can't blame him. <laughs> That's why we haven't got our just elder checks, y'all. <sighs> so putting the uh, signatures on it. So, um, what about uh, specifically? Because you said it. There's other people that said it. Black people got him in, like. What is something we're going to see? What are we going to get? Yeah, what are we really going to get? Let's us, not universal, because everybody got a STEMI check. Yeah. Everybody's vaccine, healthcare is for every, like, what is black people going to get? Because there are, you know, on the Breakfast Club, they said he don't sign executive, uh, executive order. 
yeah, executive orders for uh, Asian people, executive order for LGBTQ people. Like, what are we going to get for black people? Like, what should we expect from? Or should we expect anything? Come on, Biden. Come on. Just bless me, Biden. Just bless me. Just bless me. <laughs> that shit is so funny. So yeah, what you think? What's your thoughts? Uh, that's a tough one, right? So I mean, there's a question of does, is Biden the one that's going to get us a, a real conversation on, around reparations? Possibly. I don't know. I I think that is you know. Yeah, I mean, he said he wasn't with it. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's possible. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but the likelihood is slim. Right. So I think what you're going to get is like things his, you know, his uh, legislative agenda as it relates to um, his economic plan. So he's put together an almost two trillion dollar families economic plan. Mm-hmm. And so and it, granted, it is technically universal. Right. So it will impact everyone. Right. But in particular, those policies are going to help African-Americans. Right. Because if you're going from. You know, an uh, African American family goes from uh, having a two thousand dollar tax credit to now having a six thousand dollar tax credit, and then the other part of that is it encourages keeping the family together, right? This tax credit, right? So, like that could be seen as a way that is helping Black people. His cabinet is the most diverse cabinet we've ever had. Okay, eight percent or so of his nominees have been women. Right, fifteen percent of them have been Hispanic. So, if you think if you compare him to Obama, certainly him to Trump, like there has been some advancement. He's he definitely moving forward. So, like, and nah, like, so what, what black people gonna get? So well, she just said nothing. It was yeah. just it was just fancy way. It was a fancy way. Just just elders people. I mean, well, there's part of his economic plan is uh, around HBCUs, right? So there's there will be something there for HBCUs. Uh, all black people don't go to college. That's true. I mean, because what I'm saying is, I thought we couldn't get nothing specific, but like, I've seen a specific. This is for the Asians because there's a hate crime going on, right? Which is fine. Yeah. Why can't we get? Hey, police are killing black people. There is a bill to stop these yeah. hate crimes. It's just right? an well, executive order. There is a bill on the, at the federal level around that. Is is it enforced? Like how? no, I mean it's oh. it's it, it hasn't been passed. There you go. Right? There you go. Yeah. Right. And that, and like, we just want, like, what I'm saying is, if we put him in office, can we get something tangible so, that's so not that's the not agenda? What would across you say? The board? Well, for for me, like, my the most important thing for me would be that George Floyd Act going through right. and getting passed. Like that's yeah. and to find out the Democrats holding it up, like in the Senate, that doesn't make me feel comfortable about yeah. Democrats that we that you told us to vote y'all in because right. y'all would have a majority. And y'all are fighting with, you know, against right. each other. So that part of it, you know what I'm saying? Got Can it. we get something? Or, I mean, an executive order that's just for us that, I mean, you can cut a check. We can talk reparations. Like, we can have that conversation flat out. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm definitely two, for. Two year, uh, two years of free community college is another thing that's in this in this plan that they're putting together. Well, I, and I would take that if we can also include trade schools into that to make yes, sure that people. Yes, there actually is a component That's, specifically yeah. around workforce development. But then I also feel like, it, but it has to be direct though, because like what I've seen, because 
Elders like to shout them out. I don't shout it out, but we we work for organizations that we see. There's like a bottleneck, right? They'll say, "Hey, we have a hundred million dollars for this initiative." It gets passed. Boom. Once it but gets down to the state, the exactly. How do we get it to yeah. the people? Like, and right. it, it might not be a Biden problem, but at first, I want him to cut some checks. There, but there might here. be. I mean, there could be a, an area where the federal government might have more regulations than they need on some on something like that, right? And that they cut the red tape and make it easier to distribute the funds so it goes directly to the people who need it. I mean, that's certainly, you know, I would hope that's part of the conversation. So you said something about, you asked what what is our agenda. Speaking of agendas, what do you feel about the Our Black Party group? Diddy's Our Black Party, huh? Oh, Diddy. Yeah. Enlighten me. So the Our Black Party was started, when was that? This was last year during the election. Last year. No, 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 so this, this is two, a, this it's, a it's a different one. So it's a revolt. So there was a group of people that were like, hold your vote. Don't vote until you got something. You know, that whole population. So Diddy, he put together our black party. This is when it was right before the election when him and Charlemagne had to sit down. And Diddy was like, okay, look, we didn't put anything on the table right. up front. So we'll vote for Biden, get Trump out. But. We want something going forward, and that's when our black party came about. So that's the timeline of that. Yeah, so our black party, um, some of the things they say are on our on the black, uh, the power and the black agenda. Well, hold on. Before I even go into that, I'm beefing with our black party. Why? Because when I first heard about it, I'm like, oh, okay. This could be good. Like, it could be empowering. Like, they got the resources to really get behind because they were talking real grassroots and all that right. stuff man so they were like we're electing georgia uh like they're electing representatives all over like organizers so i don't i've been emailing all the leaders from the beginning like i don't email them like five six seven times like yo want to be a part of it they were like okay we're gonna let Even you know other people been emailing and telling like hey Elder, I, I put your name down for it. man who's, who's that representative <laughs> and i'm about to see if you know them because if you don't know them, I'm gonna have a real problem. I sent it to y'all on Instagram. Let me see. Uh, where is this thing yet? I was so mad. I'm like, this dude don't even. But let me ask we're not you even, this: We're not even looking, IG friends. Why are you looking for that? Do you think that we should have a black party? That we definitely should. No, I don't know. Don't know. I never seen him. I've I haven't seen him in the political world. I haven't seen him in the uh, organizing world. Hold on, Saba, so you don't you don't know him? No. Don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. He so probably, he probably don't even live down here. He probably live in New York, bro. No, oh, dang. Like he lives here in Georgia, and I try. He might be good people. I don't know. I tried to call him. He didn't pick up the phone. You tell the IG call him. Look, <laughs> don't pick up IG. Look, turn up my phone. <laughs> Elgin ain't got no juice. He ain't gonna pick up. This nigga looks to call ID like. I bruh, he been he been pit since. Please leave your message. Hold on, let me see. I'm leaving a message. 
Turn it up. Hey, how you doing? This is Eldridge with the Jess Eldridge Podcast. I just want to call and congratulate you for being the new state director for our Black Party. Um, super excited about it. We've been uh, waiting to hear more information about what our Black Party is doing for the community, specifically here in Georgia. Whenever you get this message, man, please call me back, 770-480-6923. I would love to just have a conversation with you, see how we can get involved. And um, I'm going to just be real, too. Like, they picked you over me, so I just want to know why. <laughs> so whenever you get this message, call me back, and I would love to build with you. Bye-bye. Hey, I ain't going to lie, I was in my feeling, bro, like, I'm like, dog, so to your point, do I think we need a black party? Yes, I do. I think we need a party that is organized, that has the ability to raise money, you know what I'm saying, that can leverage, uses influence as leverage to get us what we want. Because we're not going to get it from uh, the Democratic Party. That's fair. Do we need a black party or do we need to educate black people on party politics? Because like, what I saw was like people got involved with politics with Obama, like, oh yeah, we're gonna right. canvas this stuff, but they didn't really know, so we lost midterms, right? Then Trump came because people thought they knew politics and they're like, Oh, well, businessman can run America. But then we got more serious. But I don't think especially us as the general black people, especially in the streets, we don't understand party politics. We don't understand like we could we could all rush the Republican Party if we want to strategically. And make them bend to our will. And if all the if there's that many racists in there, they'll leave the party and go somewhere. Like there are party policies we could play. So I mean, our black party would be cool, but I don't even think everybody knows how to play these party games. Like these, you know what I'm saying? Political games. I mean, the like, public never understands their power. Mm, and mm, that's the key. Speak to it. Speak and to how it. do you? Yeah, like why? <laughs> a lack a lack of education, I think, is one a lack of interest, right? Or just kind of like resigned, oh, it's always going to be like this, so it doesn't matter what I do, it doesn't matter if I vote, if I participate. Like, you fundamentally have the power to change who's in office at every level of government. So what about the people that say it's already planned, they already know who they're going to elect anyway? Mm. What do you say to them? Because a lot, and again, we're talking, having a conversation from the millennial generation yz conversation like this is what they're saying this is what they're thinking i mean obama oh, obama's a prime example obama was never supposed to have been president right hillary no nah, he has blood from george washington what, what they say on, on youtube he has he's a 13th descendant thomas jefferson like they, it, illuminati already picked him yeah they say illuminati picked obama man if you're if you're listening to the Illuminati stuff, I can't help you. <laughs> you, can't, you can't. It doesn't matter. Uh, so we can't that's help you like, on that. Either. That's like the same thing as the QAnon people. Like it doesn't matter what you say; they're going to have their own point of view and, and not. So, it. so as far as like educating, like if somebody need to really just get educated in this process, because one thing I will say, being on the campaigns, Very I will. Enlightening. It is. I learned a lot of stuff just being on them campaigns. But one thing I see is the interns. I look at black interns versus the white interns. And maybe this problem is just on a campaign I was on. But I know Fort had them Bernie bros. Like he had these 
like hardcore progressive we eat sleep drink politics and then i seen caesar we making twenty dollars an hour so (laughs) we over here you know what i'm saying like you correct me if i'm wrong i'm just saying like what makes them like what are they learning or what are they teaching on on our counterpart side to make them so interested in politics that's what i kind of want to know what what makes who more interested? I counterpart like to me it seems like younger white kids are or young millennials are more interested in politics right. than black millennials. And I could just make a general statement. Yeah, I mean maybe, but I think it depends on like what you learn growing up, like in the household, like what you learned in school, who your peers are, like that all influences it. Right. Right? If it's if it's common, if you think about like kids who went to Obama rallies, right? Or kids who even went to Trump rallies, right? Like their point of view of politics is going to be very different from the kid who was never exposed to that. That's good. That's good. I definitely can see that. Because like my parents didn't do growing up, I did nothing with politics. My parents did nothing, and I know my kids. Hell, baby girl, we was out there with for Stacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold the sun, like yeah. So her perspective is going to be completely different. That's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't think about that because like my parents did definitely did nothing. Not with us as far as we didn't do no phone banking, we ain't knock on no doors. Yeah, like, I was so told not even to answer phone. the census people. So <laughs> like, well, I'm glad you said that because what about the census? Like, do you know what's going on with that? I heard like some seats was lost, some seats yeah, were gained. Yeah, so and... I mean the challenge of the census was that it freaking happened during a pandemic, right? So people weren't at home. So you got New York as a prime example. You had thousands of people leave a city, a lot of younger people. To, like, say, oh, you know what, instead of holing up in this 400-square-foot apartment, I'm going to go back to my parents' house in Texas. So right? so for the people out there, what, what is the census? Is that online? Are they coming off of your door? Yeah, so and... it, it's done every 10 years. And it's oh, every 10? Every 10. Yeah, that's so a long time. Yeah, so it's a yeah. count of that's the population. That's why, exactly. That's why it's such a big deal. It's a count of the U.S. population of everyone. It doesn't matter if you're undocumented, if you're a baby, if you're 85, like every single living person in the United States, they want to document, right? And so people That's scared of me. <laughs> but here's the reason why, right? I know it sounds like uh, is this big government like all of my business trying to find well, out? I, I thought know. it was fake. I ain't gonna lie. A lady came out to my door, and I was just like, I got beat it, old lady. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I mean, she because she was so persistent with this, you know. Like, hey, look, I ain't trying to do this shit for real. Like, yeah. they but told me I could do it online. Why, yeah, you can do I, it online. So why are you here in person? She was like, so, and I feel like that turned people off too. Like, because I did mine online, but the door knocking that that's old. Like, I, that's yeah. antiquated. Yeah, and we got to update the technology. If we well, will. I mean, uh, Cash App should have everybody documenting America, like. That's I know, true. I know cash up everybody. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> cash but they don't have every child. But <laughs> they got the kids. Yeah, they might. For a child support, every same. For Tay Tay. But here's why it's important. So the government uses the census to determine how many representatives you're going to have, right? So how many state reps, how many uh, United States representatives, how many senators, or not many senators, because senators is always 100, but how many representatives you have, right? right? And it also determines how much federal government your state or your community will get. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, for I just housing, for transportation. So it's all based on the number of people in that 
area, right? So if you have people who don't who don't participate in the census, that means that's less money coming into that state or to that community right. because they're not counted. Right. And so what it means politically is, you know, and, and this when they redid the census this time, New York lost, I believe, two seats. Um, so a number of blue states lost at least one seat. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. And then some red or, you know, on the margin states gained. Right. So Texas, I think, gained two. Georgia surprisingly stayed the same, which I, I would have thought we would have picked up at least one. Does the census go to state politics, too? Like, will it tell you if you're now your it, district should get Yeah, more well, it I mean, it does sort of in the sense of redistricting. Right. Okay. So redistricting is something that we will be doing in Georgia. I want to say it's going to start at the end towards the end of this year. And so that redistricting determines who you're, you know, where the, where the lines are drawn for your district seats, right. For, right. So for state reps, for, uh, for school board, for city council, all of that. Right. Man, it's so much. And it's all based yeah, on it, the population. Now I see why people just don't do they it. They just tap out. Cause, yeah, because like, like, I want to, but then now when you explain it, it's like, man, it's so I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because the other thing that's where a lot of it is. Does politics affect, no, I'm going to ask you this too, because we're in this generation. Does politics affect you differently once you become a quote unquote homeowner or sure. you fi- you find your roots? Because like, how do you how are you involved in politics even on a local level if you're in an apartment or you're moving every year from yeah. this city to that city to that city? But just because you know apartment rates are cheaper, closer to your job, but you don't have you, ha- you don't have a house yet. Yeah, so then but how it's, do you, it's not just how it's do we not get just those? property taxes, right? It's What's the cost of my water bill? Right. It's does my street have sidewalks on it? Is there a train station? Yeah. Hell, I do, but like, politics control your utility bills. But do the politicians? Well, the question is, do the politicians look at it that way? Do they focus more on the like? Will they focus on this area because these are a row of houses versus that area that has two apartments? Uh, So I'm, I'm. This is coming from a friend who is an elected official. Mm -hmm. She says, I have however many thousands of people in my district right. but I have about 1,500 to 2,000 people that really decides for all of them those people decide for all of them y'all hear my niece in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. we pod and we we're, we ch- we're child friendly around here you'll hear more kids to come <laughs> family oriented <laughs> we're family oriented in this box that's why I haven't been cussing so much today <laughs> um, but uh like she said, it's about 2,500 of them that make the decision mm-hmm. for those other, because those are the engaged constituents. So that's what it is. So it's like, if you're that person that's always checking in, like, yo, I need this light change. Hey, yo, I need, you know what I'm saying? Like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. If you're that person, you win. Yeah, I'm going to give you like a real example of this. Let's go. So a Cascade Nature Preserve, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's a beautiful nature preserve in the heart of Cascade. Mm-hmm. And there's a group of retired black women. So they're all in their like 60s, 70s. They call themselves the nature girls, right? It's so adorable. <laughs> so like on the week, like during the, you know, during the weekday, they don't have anything else. They're all retired. They go walk Cascade mm-hmm. Nature Preserve. Mm-hmm. One day they went out for a walk. And this is like a common area, right? This isn't like some sketchy part of town. Like 10 people's cars were broken into. 
mm. in the middle of the day. It's like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, like on a weekday. Like what? What's going on? All right. Yeah. Right. So they talked to the council. ATL scoop. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. We'll, oh, talk, about, we'll talk about that later. Keep going. Put, put a pin in. Right. So they talked to the council person who represents that district, right? And they talked to obviously uh, the police departments. Like, like this is crazy. What's going on? It's the middle of the day. So uh, maybe a couple weeks go by. It happens again. It's like, are you freaking Dang. kidding me? The middle of the day. Why are cars being broken into? You go there now. There's a camera. So there's an APD camera that the, so those women who are all kind of politically inclined, they, they reached out to that council member. She worked with the police department and the police foundation. They put a camera up. So now APD can pull up that camera at any time and see if something sketchy is going on. Mm. So so that's the power of local politics. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like, I remember when Fort was running for uh, mayor, right there at um, man, I'm a uh, Stanton and uh, Delo. Oh yeah, yeah, shout out, shout it, out, it, Stanton, Stanton <laughs> and Delo. The light was down. Mm-hmm. Literally, somebody hit the pole and the light is just hanging. Over. Yeah, and that's almost like that for. It wasn't no roach there. It wasn't no city there, and we were like, Fort was pissed. Fort was like, if this was Buckhead. It been right back up. It would have been up yesterday. Somebody would have rolled by, but let me fix this. <laughs> but again, you got to think about it. The residents in Buckhead would have been outraged. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The residents in Buckhead would have said something. Like, in our community, we're just so used to just accepting because we've been shitted on for so much in this country. Like, we're just like, well, they going to fix it when they fix it. We don't it. ask for what we deserve. We don't. We don't. And it's so late. I mean, because to that point, like you just said, how are you going to ask if you don't know? If you live in an apartment, you don't think you can ask. Or let's be real, you know, if you out here on some shady shit, you don't want to be in the politician's face. <laughs> you ain't trying to be down in City Hall and say, hey, but hey sir, you smell a little funny. Could, no, no, because show your lights. home girl to ask. There you go. Because I'm, I'm real. There, there is backlash there too. You do put it, yourself in the limelight. Like, right. they will look into you. Like if you become but start becoming a problem, like somebody that they see in all the time, they're gonna find out who And boom, and that's the issue. Because if you work for me and I'm just asking you for what I want, how it become a how how's it become an issue? You I, know what I'm saying? I'm just saying they're gonna look into you on some like who this who is this person? Yeah. I like, mean not like they're not the coming style. to get you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean But I mean if, if there's if there's things that align, like if you have warrants, I don't think you should be going into yeah, city hall <laughs> protesting at the city council member. Hey, look here, partner. Yeah, don't do it. Like, I don't think you should do that. But hey, look, like, man, I'm trapping right here on the corner, man. I need some street light. <laughs> Dang. So you know, like like, cause here, and I, this is a statement I feel, and you c- correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the Democrats have four years to really prove the black people. I don't know if they have four years. Yeah, I think they like. A year I think and a it half. might be less than that. I agree with that. I even <laughs> go with that. But I what this. Let me let me finish my statement. They have less than four years <laughs> to really prove the black people that. They are for us. 
or they're about to lose the next six at least presidential elections. Like, cause folk just not gonna come out, bro. You gotta realize they went too hard this last election. They went hard for the Senate. Like, come on, we've never seen a Senate race become this national the way I saw from Warnock was. Senate race ever. Historical. What you make it to SNL, you know you national. Right. Bruh. So what I'm saying is now if you don't if you don't show something now, what what's the vote for it? I vote for you, I'll get nothing. I don't vote for you, I don't get nothing. Like, why? Yeah, I think there needs to be a lot of education, which we've kind of talked about, right? But then a lot of just like real grassroots conversation, like just at a like a podcast. Like a well, I mean, like the party and the party representatives need to like be able to have like these kind of honest conversations in small groups right. to really understand and hear what's going on outside of you know Washington or outside of the political elite. And I think I think what helps you too. I think where and I'm speaking to all the listeners that's out there that may not be as politically inclined. Start. I would start on a city level yep. and grow to a federal, national level. Because the city level, that's what impacts you truly on a day-to-day basis. On, on the regular. And it's easier to digest. Like, if you start federally, you're going to get a headache. Well, let me ask you this. What about the intersect, right? What about, I mean, the elephant in the room, right? Like, how racist politics is. You know, like, when are we going to confront that and kind of get over some of that? You know what I'm saying? Because... Like, I want y'all to talk to that. Both, you know, Tim Scott and Kamala Harris both said this is not a racist country. And I don't, I don't know how y'all feel about that statement. I didn't, I, I, I heard somebody say that, like. Yeah, they said America is not a racist country. So, that is that. What was the context when she said it? Regardless she of how said she said something about racist pockets or like, somebody said something around racist well, pockets. Well, she, she agreed with Tim Scott. She was saying she agreed with Tim Scott in saying that. America is not a racist country. So I'm just saying just the statement alone off of any context. Right. Like, how could you say that? Or, or is that a true statement? If it's a true statement, then I guess we go from there. But I, I think until we deal with that, we're not going to have any true politics. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have any or true. You're going to have black people are just not going to be interested in engaging because yeah. they don't feel the conversation's really authentic. Yeah, that and then this one. Hold on, let me pull, let me pull it up right here. You know what I'm saying? America is not a racist country. Do you agree with that? And what do you make of his warning against fighting discrimination with more discrimination? I believe that we need to adjust. Well, first of all, no, I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak truth about the history of racism in our country and its and its existence today. And she I, I applaud right the president right for always having the. Like, what does that mean then? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, how can politicians state make statements like that? Like, what's the, you know, because to the average person, it sounds like very politician talk. Okay, so America is not a racist country but we have to deal with the history but literally like last week historically <laughs> they just killed two black people and that, was that, like, was, that it, just made the it news was like, exactly it was you like seven shootings yeah. in less you know that's made the news outside of whatever they want to call black on black crime which is you know results of the original sin so like i don't get it like how can yeah, we get I mean, that part to of be the, frank i don't think 
anyone, and this might sound a bit ageist, but I just don't think anyone probably 50 or older is going to say something the opposite of what she said. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I like if, if you 50 or older, like... Like, the, whoever, the person who's going to, like... I mean, think about AOC, just as an example, yeah. right? Like, she says exactly how what she feels about a particular issue. She doesn't think about... I mean, maybe she does to some extent, but certainly not to the extent of the vice president of the United States. Right. What will be the ramifications of my words, right? So if Kamala had said, yes, America is a racist country, she and Biden would have been vilified... For days and days and days. But vilified by who? By the media. By, by racist people. By well, big donors. By because, white because, voters. Because I feel like we're at even a, by some black voters. I mean, like. It, but it's that balance, right? If you make that statement, though, now you have more of the people on your side. I feel like. It's just, I'm at least like. You're at least saying something true. Like, historic. Because it's a way you can say it. Like, she could have said, do you think America racist? America has a lot of room to grow. Like America, I, mean, no, I feel like she simply said that though. No, no, she she said she agreed with Tim Scott. America is not a racist she, country, and I feel like she did that. I'm projecting for my presidential run talk. Like I don't perhaps, want y'all to bring yeah. this back up, but yeah, in my eyes, that. you're gonna these racist people aren't gonna vote. That's my thing. They're already not going to rock with you anyway. So why are y'all always telling to them? Why y'all not trying to get more? Because we're voters? voting regardless. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Why are y'all not coming? No, no, we're not voting regardless. That's the thing. Why are y'all coming to these people more so average people, new young voters, educating them and say, hey, y'all y'all haven't voted yet. Let me show you why you should vote versus trying to get some racists to change their mind and they're not. They're going to vote against the interest. We live in Georgia, bro. We go to Rome, Georgia all the time. We see people voting against their interests. Live action. Man. Poor ass city. Uh, police yeah. ride around on speedsters. Where did your money go in the city? Shutting, shutting down schools, but police got new cars up there, and they're voting for that because it's Rome, Georgia. Right? You know what I'm saying? She, now the sister back there, she agreeing with me. Let her talk. Let her talk. She agreeing with me because she, she knows I'm speaking truth. But I, but that's all I'm saying. Like we got to get over. To me, politics is always going to lose the people till we get over that part of the hump. Like even with the with the Asian bill, y'all know that was wrong. Y'all gave them protection. Like so, y'all y'all. It tell it, me y'all it, do see it. At some point, we got to speak to it unless it's politically advantageous. And we know that racism always goes back to a black. Uh, t- it's, it's, we're talking about black people. We're talking about racism. Right. We, we're not talking yeah. about anything else. Right. We're talking about but black people. But you know, it'll trickle down. Yeah, and it, and it does. But it's hard to take a stance for. It's hard for people to take a stance, a clear stance for black people without being vilified, like she said, and. I mean, what would be really impactful is if you have black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, whoever else, all coming together and saying, we stand in solidarity with black people in this fight. Mm. Right? Like, that would be... Oh, but instead, you got black people, Asian people, everybody standing in solidarity with Asians. We stand in solidarity. Black people join every fight. That's true. We join every fight. So we've had rain, modern rainbow yeah, push coalitions yeah. for every cause. But then when it comes to standing 10 toes down for black people, folk get missing. Well, well, I heard, Some. Some. Yeah. When I say well, folks, I mean. Well, I heard, a, I heard a diversity coach talking on the radio. Pew, pew. 
Well, like I heard a diversity coach talking on the radio, and she said, you know, she can go into a big boardroom and talk about women diversity and say, hey, we need more women in here, LGBTQ, hey, we need some more. All of that. As soon as she brings up race, it's divisive. It's like what you said. It, it becomes like how did that become so evil when it's, it's like America I mean, is like a, apple pie. It's the same reason why Republicans had a visceral reaction to the 1619 Project mm. that Nicole mm. Hannah Jones wrote. Okay. Right. right. I mean, it it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, race is, is this thing that as a country we cannot seem to reconcile and be honest about. And so it holds us back on so many levels. Yeah. And we just can't we just can't see like why we can't do what Germany did and just like have a conversation about it. A get truth it like a with. truth and reconciliation. yeah, or yeah. South Africa. Like have a truth and reconciliation council. Because they don't want to. The truth is is painful. Yeah. Right? And and sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. Because I would think if I was a racist, I would just get it done with it. So y'all need to <laughs> shut up. Like, okay, shut like, up, up bro. Notice I got a check? God damn, like you know, that's what I would think. I would, if I was a racist, I would think like, no, just get like tell y'all to shut up. Cause they did, they gave us Obama, they feel like, well, we get y'all black president shut up. Like, nah, bro, that wasn't enough. No, if anything, I think that really exposed a lot more. Yeah, it did, it did, but now we got Biden, and you ain't black if you ain't vote for him. <laughs> Let's go to uh, locally, man. We're here in Atlanta. We about to uh, start our politics back up. Um. Can you kind of give for the, again for the people that's paying attention? Like Atlanta has had a long run of black mayors. Now, like we we've been known for this legacy, um, for Boehner Jackson, all the way to Shirley Franklin being the first uh, black woman. You know, to Cassine, who's supposedly be coming back. <laughs> so we're here with uh Kit and there's you know Bill shout Campbell. out shout out to Bill. Yeah. You know, I rock with Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh you know, there's a lot of black mayors, you know what I'm saying? But Atlanta has changed. A way a whole lot. So how do you have so many black mayors now you get into a city that's not really <laughs> before you can say that cause y'all niggas don't live in Atlanta, staying on the south side. Hit Norcross, like y'all might come to Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah, like, like, like and I want to politics. No, be in Gwinnett, we talking about like Atlanta politics. Well, like. exactly. So most people outside of Atlanta that don't live in Georgia, they are looking at social media, and your friends are in in this Atlanta proper. You know right. what I'm saying? So like, oh, it's An a whole city. yeah, it's a whole bunch of black people out here. Like, nah, your friend just came to the city that day. Right. It's not like this studio is Atlanta proper. Like, did the neighborhood look pretty uh black to you? It's pretty black. <laughs> it's look. I got three. I got three black neighbors. Everybody else white. Like, I, did, I did see two white young white women walking down. Well, it's a lot. We in a okay. deer park. Stay, stay a little bit longer. Stay a little bit longer. <laughs> like dogs be in the front yard. Like it's it's out here. You know what I'm saying? But you know this, you white when you bring your dog to the events bruh that's when it changed this is Atlanta proper now I've never seen so many dogs in the west I, I dated a guy who said there's a rule in Atlanta it's like an ordinance that nobody else knows about that white people have to have a dog bruh they do they do shout out to that brother he know well maybe not shout out I, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to tell you they do man it's like I get, love dogs though I don't I mean, have one but I love 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I like dog, but I'm a, I, I'm a country dog lover. <laughs> Dog belong outside. Dog oh. outside. <laughs> Get this dog off this couch. Get yeah, this yeah. dog out this house, bro. I am a country. Look, you see my big backyard? Like, we hey, didn't... don't throw that away. Throw that in that bowl. Throw that in the bowl. Dog the dog ice. gonna eat that, right? Pedigree. What's, what's dog food? Some of them old bowls? Man, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a country. Like, I'm a country dog lover. See, the type of dog lover that I am, you go to jail in Atlanta if you do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, dang, if, I, dang. if I can you imagine my neighbors seeing a dog tied up in the back? Oh, bro, you oh, going yeah, down? No, you you going that. down, bro? <laughs> you gonna be all on channel two, nigga? <laughs> so, look, man, Atlanta is is different now. You know what I'm saying? People can't. It's really unaffordable. Yeah. Like, well, it's it, that's it's it's debatable. Depending debatable, on. yeah. I mean, it's a debatable because. We have so much land that we haven't developed, right, that can be made into affordable housing. But the housing market right now is just through the roof. And so you're not buying a house today in Atlanta at market price, right? So if the house is listed for $300,000, there's going to be a bidding war on that house. Straight up. Straight up. So, I mean, let's just talk about it, man. What's about to happen in Atlanta? Atlanta? We're in election season, right? Right. So every city council, every uh the mayor, um school board, school board uh commissioners and we got no, some labor commission, I know for sure. No. Um that's twenty two. That's twenty two? Yeah. Oh, okay. All the, all the statewide seats are twenty two. Perfect. Perfect. So mayor, city council, school board, what else? think there might be something on Fulton County. I'm not I have to double check that, but mostly just city of Atlanta elections. All right, talking to uh talking to young people, man. That's like I'm I'm now focusing on activating new voters. There are so many new voters in Atlanta who were not here in the 2016 election. Exactly. So, what should they be looking out for this race? We're going we're going to call this the uh Saba Insight. What should we be looking for in this in this race coming up? We can start. You can start at school board. You can go to mayor. Like, what are you looking at? Because I trust her, y'all. So I'm looking a couple things, I guess. One is we have, you know, we talk a big game in the city, right? And we Atlanta's competing against so many other cities and uh, across the country, right? Right, but. I think what we have not done a good job of is like taking care of homes. Mm. And so it's great that we want to attract, you know, everyone from Silicon Valley to New York to Chicago, LA. That's cool. But are we maintaining, are we taking care of the people who were here? Right. Right. And that is a conversation that we haven't authentically had in the city. So that's one. Okay. Um, I mean, we're starting to have a conversation around equity, like a real conversation around equity. What does that really mean? And then three, like, what's the vision, right? So the city has grown. I think we're over 500,000 residents now. So what does 500,000 residents? Yeah, right, half a million. Right, so what, is our, what do we want Atlanta to look like 30, 40, 50 years? Y'all still out here single? Different pocket, different pocket. <laughs> so... So, um, do you feel like out of the mayor, uh, the mayors that are there, who do you feel like can take us to the promised land? We have Keisha, who's uh, the incumbent. Right. 
You have Felicia Moore. Um, you have what's the uh, Caucasian lady? Sharon Gay. Sharon Gay. She's a former attorney. And then uh, rumors of Kasim Reed. And rumors of Antonio Brown. Oh yeah, I did see the Antonio Brown. <laughs> so if you had a bet on a horse, who you going with? Don't tell them. Don't tell them. Don't <laughs> tell, say, just get, just give just give you a rundown of all I'll, of them. Yeah, Don't tell I'll them be, your yeah, candidate. So, I want to save your candidate. So the. You know, the big question is who's electable, right? It's not necessarily who has the best messaging, right? But it's who's going to actually be able to get their voters out on election day. And what what, is, what does it take to get your voters out? Money. Mm-hmm. Passion. You got to fundraise. You got to build yeah. a fundraise. And you got to have a passion. Yeah, you got to have a message that folks are going to get behind. So... Based off of her last four years here, how do you feel Keisha has done, and do you feel like she will come back? I think it says something when an incumbent mayor has opposition, has real opposition, Mm. right? I mean, it's been a while since we've had an incumbent mayor that had real opposition that they had to fight for. That's a real statement. I just just think, I'm like, that's real. That's real. So that's the thing, is is she going to be able to prevail? Um, do you th- and is it what does it say about the first four years if you've had if you're coming in with you know this much opposition and rumors of a former mayor coming back right so what do you feel about Felicia leaving city council president coming to the mayor piece um, you know right before we started um, I was trying to look to see if the disclosures had been put up right so I said money raise like the number one thing. Um, and it might be put up in the next couple of days. So April 30th was the last day of the financial disclosure. So that for that period, how much money have they raised? Right. Right. And so if you look at of everyone who has declared so far at this moment, and again, we, the numbers haven't come out yet. Keisha is still mayor bottoms is still number one as far as fundraising. Right. Right. The question is, I mean, Sharon Gay, I think we'll be able to raise a lot of money. Right? Yeah, Sharon Gay, and for those who don't know, Sharon Gay is the only white candidate that's running right now. Um, I feel like she's going to be able to raise a lot of money because I feel like white people in Atlanta are like black people in Wisconsin. We just want to see somebody that look like us. <laughs> Wisconsin, whatever. So, y'all know. So, we just want to see somebody, <laughs> we want to see somebody that look like us. We want to see some we, like they like you got to realize if I'm a white kid in Atlanta, I've never but, seen a black man, a, a don't white. Don't you think black voters in Atlanta have had the same point of view? We want someone who looks like us. Yeah, and uh, we've had it. We've had it. We've, you know, not niggas be. Yeah, we gave them a chance. So that's what I'm saying. We've had it. Right. We had it. So, so now I'm just saying, like black people are practical. They're like, well. I mean, we've had all this black leadership, and I haven't gotten nothing. Maybe the some of this. I mean, I would argue, black the same argument black people are, are making around the Democratic Party they could be making around black leadership in Atlanta. Yeah, I've said that. Yeah, I've said that. It's like Trump being in office, you know, it allows you to talk about race and be on the side. Let a white person be city of a city of Atlanta, and we can get these boys and girls clubs open back up. So, I mean. Even if it's a black child born in poverty in Atlanta has a four percent chance of getting out of poverty. Damn. Damn. In, in, under in, black, in, in, in Wakanda. Under black leadership. And so I think that begs the question of are our black leaders failing us? 
No, that's a real question. That's a real question. So, all I'm saying is, we need a black party in Atlanta. Ooh, man, let me let me call him again. <laughs> let, me call, let me call him again, man. This you, dude, you can leave that one. Look, but but I'm telling y'all, like, like I will say this, and I told you this last election. Come on, LJ, where the party at? <laughs> come on. <laughs> So last election, I messed up. Like I, I believed in Fort and I rocked with him, but I was not able to really be as, I felt like my voice would have been more influential if people didn't think, oh, well, you're getting paid to say that. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or you're on his staff. Of course you're going to say that. Bless yeah. Like, but no, I'm just saying if I was a neutral voice, I'm not on a, I'm not on a paid right. staff. Like, it would have went a little bit farther. And that's what I'm about to be this election. Like, I'm not, if you see me working on somebody campaign, it's because they pay me a lot of money. Like, same. They pay me. <laughs> I'm staying out. <laughs> you staying out? I'm staying out. Why? I know you don't got some offers. I'm staying out. Not doing it. See? Well, hey, me, me and Saba holding out. <laughs> Hold the line <laughs> to but, the moon. Nah, man, because this is what I want to see. Because um, I see. Your boy leaving school board. Courtney. Courtney leaving school board, going to city council president. And he Court, did it. Courtney's young. Courtney English, he's young. Frankly, uh, uh, Shirley Franklin. Yeah. Big and can big endorsement for him. Okay. Um, he and Shirley go way back. Yeah, so that's a big. Is she still part of the Green Party? Doing that part? Doing Shirley Franklin at the Green Party? You know nah, she's she's doing? a big Democrat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge. So he. Is coming for city council president. He recently did a. Uh, yeah, in- I think Cynthia McKinney. Yeah. Oh yeah. He we did a. You. He did a uh, interview with uh, Ryan at the gathering spot, and he was on there talking real good. You know, I'm about to make a uh, intergenerational. I'm about to make a generational wealth investment to entrepreneurs because there was a time where Mayor made investments in those millionaires he'll talk about manny jackson our manny jackson did create millionaires he did Straight up. Straight so he's out. talking about he gonna do all of this stuff you know so now you need to see like okay well what did courtney do on school board like it was a big thing him getting on there i remember he was running and he was young he was like 24 or something he was pretty young so what has happened and that's what's always that's what's always the thing. Like, what have you done since you've been elected? But we do our politics like high school elections. Who's most who's, who's most popular? popular? Who that's looks right. good? And oh, that's, that's a right. sharp brother right there. Right. And yeah. that's and that's what it is. And that's what we're trying that's what I'm trying to get away from. This election. That's why I can't work for nobody. Cause I'm gonna talk about you. And if I don't talk about you, it's cause you paid me. <laughs> Damn. But no, I'm like for real. I'm or you pay me and you get edited. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, no, I like I wanna I wanna have those real conversations because we have an opportunity here in Atlanta to go one or two ways. We could lead, either hold a line and make sure Atlanta's still the place where black people can thrive, like we can switch up, we can make sure there's programs in place that we can take care of our elderly who are uh the taxes are literally kicking them out their homes because they can't take care of the property taxes we can do something with our homeless uh, population there's about by the way 
Have you? I want someone to do this story. There are so many little like tents. Yes, there's so Bruh. many little like homeless pop up communities. Bruh, I all about, over the city. I was, and, like no one is talking about. I was about I, to I say thought, that, I, thought they, I thought the city just gave like eight million dollars to like put them in like some apartments and uh, hotels and. They did some some of that during COVID. Oh, that's, that was know. COVID. Okay. Yeah. okay. So yeah, there's a lot. I was a, I was about to say there's about three or four or five rows on Atlanta right now that look like Skid Row. Yeah. So the city of Austin just Saturday had an election and they voted to basically go back to criminalizing homelessness. So uh, you are not allowed to camp out in the city. Damn. You'll be fined. I think it's like $500. <laughs> That's like Biden trying to take the menthols. They, 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 they cracking down everywhere. And not the new it's pole. Quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda different, but we we feel your sentiment. <laughs> no, nah, but that's 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 no. that's crazy though. So so we said like in Atlanta, right? It, it's horrible. You ride up under the bridge, that bridge, right? Yeah. When you getting off of twenty, when yeah. you get on twenty from uh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about, yeah. man. This bridge like tents. Oh yeah, yeah, you talking about, yeah. Right, it's straight up tent population. Well, that Cheshire it, Bridge. There's like this little cutoff area, bruh. Like, right on the side of the bridge. That's why I like said it's about five pop up yeah. communities. What's yeah. that road? We was right there. It was that Claremont Road, and like they're in the woods with it. Yeah, like, I rode by and seen a dude, couple people in the woods. You see the tents yeah. up, and then you also got the working poor people who are going to work, and when they leave, you see them leaving their jobs, going in the car, and then sleeping. Right, and you're like, hold on, you got a full uniform on, uh, and then you got kids. Like then, if you work in the school with kids, those kids are sleeping in the car with their mom. Like we had a kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was sleeping in his yeah. car with his mom, and like, like literally having to sleep Couple with his them. girlfriend because the mom ain't got enough room for all the kids, and she got to take care of the younger kid. Like this is Atlanta, this is Atlanta, and we got a twenty three million dollar bridge. Tell him, tell him, baby girl, it's Atlanta. Come on, man, like. Like that still gets me. It's a beautiful bridge. <laughs> Twenty three fucking million dollars. Twelve, I think, or ten million. And yeah, that was that was a fiasco. So, all I'm saying so is, where are our priorities? What's up, baby? Are you mad too? Talk, talk to me. I know, protesting. <laughs> so this is what I would like. I would like to create some type of forum, some type of conversation, some type of way where we could. Hyper focus on this because I feel like we got an opportunity to really educate people on politics while we're in this uh, election cycle. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the the thing is, right now, the conversation that's dominating the election is crime. Right. Right. I mean, it hasn't. We haven't gone full blown yet. We haven't had candidate forums yet, right? So we're just doing like. You want to do a forum with me? We got a whole IG page on it. Talk about it. Oh, ATL Scoop. <laughs> oh, goodness. Man, who, who started? Like, I was like, man, this this got to be the police. It got to be, bro. I thought it was a white woman. Yeah, it came out yeah. that it was a white woman, but now I'm like, she got to be married to the police or something because, like. They were there before the police get there. They'd be there at the same time. I'm talking about. They got the there's got no the radar. There's <laughs> no possible way a regular person can have this many ring cameras. Like she has every ring camera in the city. You know what I'm saying? Every she's parking just, garage. She's crowdsourced it. Everyone's probably sending it to her. Yeah. I yeah. believe now people are beginning to send stuff, but in the beginning, she had a lot like she had a lot. It's like I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and if they were scared. smart, the folks who were doing the Buckhead Cityhood 
Like they should be like working, trying to work with her. If, I were, if I were them and uh, making crime like my big issue, I would say mm-hmm. be here. This is why we're leaving Atlanta. Yeah. Why do you think Mayor, Mayor Norwood didn't run for mayor? Because she can win. Mm. I think the Trump lawsuit hurt. It just kind of affirmed what we already knew. Right. I remember that. I remember. I, f- I forgot, but I, I forgot. What was the Trump lawsuit like? So when when Trump was uh saying that he wanted to sue because there was crime behind it, yeah, and she signed an affidavit about oh the voting thing. Yeah, oh. yeah. Last, yeah, on this last election. So she pretty much like everybody already said she was a Republican uh, hiding as an independent. Right. Like, like that's what all anybody that's in politics always said that, and this kind of affirmed it with the Trump thing. So, because even if you feel like you were wrong, right, and she certainly feels like she's wrong, you don't align yourself with Trump. Not when you need yeah. like Atlanta as black as it's not, you can't win without black. Yeah, like it's some black conservatives, but yeah. like it's I mean. like in Atlanta, you got to have a little everybody. Like you can have a strong white base, but you got to have a little black. Okay. You have a strong black base, but you got to have a little white. Yeah. So yeah. we can't have no candidate that can't right. switch back and forth. So I'm gonna just put my little thing out here. I do I do feel like Felicia is gonna be a um surprising candidate to a lot of people. Because if Kasim really does come back, Kasim is gonna definitely split a lot of people that would go for Keisha. Like they in the same population boat. So I've lived yeah, say Felicia and Sharon might also split the um, white vote. That's potential too. That's potential too. Yeah. So all I'm saying is I think we're going to see I'm not going to sleep. I'm not saying I'm voting for anybody. I'm I'm not going to announce my vote until. Yeah, we, right. we 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 do need a form because like Felicia Moore cuz I said it I remember that name. TI was like, "Nah, to Felicia Moore because yeah. of the recording studios." Right. She's trying to shut down on that. So I don't know if you down for that. You got a lot of work to do. Well, well we do podcasts. She's talking about them rapper guys. She's she not talking about it. We're pretty quiet in here. We're going to be good. But but nah, man. So like that's what I want to do. I want to really like dive deep into this personal election. Like, And I want to do that with you. And I want to educate people on this seat. This is this seat. This is this seat power. This is how this seat's power affects you. This is why you need this type of person. Like, I want that type of education. And, and I want it to be broken down, too, so for people that think they don't have power feel empowered. Exactly. Because, like, every time I ride through Atlanta, there's so many apartment complexes going up. I feel like there are a thousand, there's at least a thousand people, two or three thousand. Got to be in the little units. Like, right. that's a whole, that that unit that's, alone that's could change. Yeah. It could flip an election. It could change, especially right. a city election. Like, people don't right. vote like that. Last, the last three mayor elections have been one of the runoff. Less right. than a thousand votes. Yep. It's a whole unit. And, because we, we start talking about, like, annexing out South Fulton. Right. Annexing is Emory. You know what I'm saying? Now Buckhead. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's new. That's for this year, right? Yeah, this is the first this is the first election we've done yeah, seen since South Fulton been gone. You know yeah, because she worked at Emory. So. Interesting is mm. this is the first election with Senate Bill two oh two. Well, what's that? Right. So the 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 controversial voting rights bill. The Jim Crow bill that Jim Crow two two oh, so y'all can't you know get what? no water. No, Jim Evil. 
Jim Crow Esquire. Exactly. James Crow Esquire. Jim Eagle. So like got corn pop. But so yeah, no so exactly. no waters. Right. No I um, mean less, you less boxes. Vote, yeah, there's there's some provisions around making sure you vote at your precinct and if you don't vote at your precinct, your vote is not counted. So there's that's But I thought on a federal level that was No, it's it's it will start with this yeah. election. That's that's wild. But it's yeah. the first time. Yeah. So, so yeah. That, that's gonna be interesting. I wanna break that down. I wanna I wanna interview candidates. And we have to also look at school board. Like we we spend so much time Let's talk about it. on council and mayor, particularly mayor, but school board. I mean, right? Like, let's let's address why there's so much of an inequity between black students and their reading levels and their math levels and white students in the city. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that is yeah. a problem. Yeah, right. it's, and it's a huge problem. We we talked to some teachers on this podcast before that talks about just not getting those resources even for the virtual learning. Yeah, some of these schools in APS look like colleges. And then some of these schools in APS got mold. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we haven't that's why I was like with Courtney, and you know, I know this going out and I know people I know Courtney. He know me. Well, you can reach out. You yeah, like out. reach out. out. Let's have let's have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's a lot of stuff that I just feel like it's a lot of work that hasn't been done on school board. So for you to come to city council president, what's the difference? You know, and I feel like Atlanta is about to be eclipsed by some of these other progressive black cities that's trying to get it right, like Jackson or even up in North Carolina. Like there, there are some progressive black cities that's like about to get it right, and for Atlanta to have all Birmingham. these black leaders, Bur- all yes, especially Birmingham, like they're rolling things back. They're letting you know. So for us to be, he he just eliminated like fifteen thousand people. From their marijuana charges. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, I've seen that. What, what are we doing in Atlanta? You know, are we trying you know, to close the prison? Because, because you know, you, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. It's not. Well, you know, Young Thug just got 30, uh, 30 prisoners out of. Uh, he, he did not get 30. He got like six. Damn. 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 How you know that? I got sources. Damn, damn! I ain't gonna lie, but I saw the news clip. It only looked about like six people outside, so I, was like, I don't know what other thirty at, but I'm gonna give it to Thugger. But never mind. But you know, what I keep remembering you know, every time you talk about Atlanta politics, all I remember is that conversation you had with that one person. I ain't gonna say his name, but he was talking about, well, do you want Atlanta to have a white mayor so you know you can lose? So some of these black companies lose contracts and this and that. So basically, he was talking about that black elite. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like Atlanta, that's the black elite in Atlanta are well taken care of. I feel like they're the ones that's keeping. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking. We're, about, we're he talking about. He talking about. Uh, the person about. we're talking about free pot. <laughs> so the one who led to the mayor. Right. <laughs> 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 we're talking about. So look, I had to leave him on clip. Like, I'm excited. I'm excited because, again, I feel like there is no real platform that's educating the people, specifically young people. I want to create something that allows um, people to come to weekly to get boom, boom, facts of what's really happening out here, what's really going on. So if you definitely something, this is something that uh, we can lean on you for, we would like to call you in. We'd like to call you in. So... Uh, with that being said, before we end this out, man, what do you have, like, just to say to people about why they should get involved with politics? Just speak to the people on that. Why should we civically get involved? 
Because your life depends on it. Honestly, like in every way you can think of. It depends on it as far as what your education is going to look like in public school. It depends on it as it relates to if your trash is being picked up in a timely manner. If the air quality in your neighborhood is okay and you don't have freaking asthma, right? I mean, and we can talk about the impact of asthma during COVID. Talk about Right? So that's just like a prime example right there of the impact. Yeah. The uh, types of jobs that are available to you. Right? I mean, like every aspect of your life. 15. Vote for 15. All of that. Yeah, all of that. So look, to the people that's listening, right now... You got a choice to make, man. You can continue to complain and watch it happen to you because it's going to affect you regardless. These laws are going to pass. Like, one thing that pissed me off with this new controversial bill is people making so much noise after it was pushed. Exactly. Versus doing something before. Like, stop being so reactionary. You know what I mean? Me, for one, like, I'm in the schools too much. Like, I need to do a better job paying attention to school board. I need to pay, uh, do a better job of paying attention to city council members, even the ones I don't know. I need to do a better job at paying attention to what's happening. And, and, and I consider myself a pretty engaged person, but I could go harder. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're going to make it work for people. We want people to check in. We want you to go ahead and make sure you register to vote. If you're in Atlanta, I promise you. Uh, it takes like two minutes maybe to register to vote. So with that being said, go to empoweredapp.com. You checked out Empowered yet? Yeah, spell it for folks. So Empowered is E-M-P-O-W-R-D. Don't <laughs> do the E on the end. Don't do the uh, E-D on the end. It's just a D. So it's Empowered without the E. Go to empoweredapp.com. This app is the number one app, I feel, to help you find. It's, it's going to be a link at the bottom in the description empowerapp.com you can download it on ios and android it's game changing it lets you know when your next if you put in your name your address it actually pulls up your local voting precinct it lets you know when your next election is coming up it tell you where to vote when to vote it lets you uh check and see if you are uh it lets you uh see if you are actually uh um registered so you can now register to vote on the app so check out Empower App. We want y'all to get checked in on that. We want y'all to get plugged in. And we're going to be back with y'all. So we say this every week. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Just Every Podcast.